And Thursday was crazy, right? There was like a good hour or two where I was losing my sh mind because Why? Disney was announcing all that stuff. Oh yeah, it yeah. was like, they're gonna have 10 Star Wars television shows. They're gonna have 10 Marvel shows and movies and stuff. And I was just losing my mind and for like- And they didn't say when. An hour. There's Some like, of them they had release dates. That's a lot of content to sift through. Yeah, it was uh, very, very exciting. And we're very excited here at the Cult Podcast. For two years from now when we can start reviewing them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly right. That's a long ways away. WandaVision's coming in January. Oh yeah. And that one looks really good. Actually, Wanda- Loki. Loki probably was my favorite of the three. Which is coming in May. Yeah, same. It looked the most interesting. The new teaser revealed a lot in terms of what they're trying to tackle. Yeah. I don't know if we can say really. We'll just leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> we did a video game podcast about three episodes ago, but... Yeah, I think we've done two so far. We did The Last of Us Part Two. Trying to hit all the big ones. Yeah. Both of those games were nominated for Video Game of the Year oh. at the highly prestigious Video Game Awards. As I say that, tongue in cheek. What is What are those called? The VGAs. Uh, I don't know if they have a name for the award. Today, we're going to do a little bit of the Cyberpunk 2077 talk. And I have so many questions because I know nothing, Jon Snow. You certainly don't. I don't know anything. This was probably the most hotly anticipated game of sometime, maybe the decade. Why? What was happening before 2012 when it was announced? Like, what was Cyberpunk before the announcement of this game? You mean as a genre? A genre? Or just a game? So Cyberpunk is... It's a franchise, right? No, it's not a franchise. <laughs> Cyberpunk is a genre of Oh, wait, so there story. wasn't like Cyberpunk 2020 or whatever? The year no. of COVID? No. Yeah, no. There was and, no previous and, game? Well, the inspiration for the video game was a tabletop system that was developed in the 80s, I think. Oh, so this is the first of its kind. The first game of like a franchise. Yeah. There's never been... This is news. Yeah. So the developers of Cyberpunk 2077 are CD Projekt Red, the studio that made The Witcher 3. Okay. And that was their IP before right. starting Cyberpunk. And so they made all The Witcher games, I think. And then as soon as The Witcher was, I guess it was already in development because The Witcher 3 came out in 2015. And like you said, this game has been in development for almost a decade. Eight years. They teased it initially almost 10 years ago with a cinematic that and, was, and so that, it blew up. That cinematic was what sparked so much anticipation and interest. Yeah. Because it was just a cinematic. Yeah, it was like a minute and a half, two minute cinematic. And people were like, yeah, cyberpunk. This is going to be awesome. This is the shit. And then but over the I next... I don't understand. Why? <laughs> because it's awesome. There, but every year... It's like there's so many cinematics for like upcoming games that look amazing. Why cyberpunk? Like why is cyberpunk so popular? It was a combination of things. Okay. I think the biggest force behind it was the developer CD Projekt Red was a fantastic studio, is a fantastic studio, despite the hiccups of this release. The Witcher 3 was not only a great game. Yeah. People you know, love that game. Yeah, it was it was supported very well over the years through free updates and stuff like that. In a day and age where studios of every industry are very looked down upon by the by the general audience because they seem to ruin a lot of wonderful franchises and IPs. And when you say studios, you mean production companies that are creating video games. Yeah, but I mean even like for movies. You know, okay. or for music. If okay. in any industry, the studio is usually going to make the project worse. Okay. You're speaking in a general sense. Yeah. Gotcha. But also specifically in the video game industry, if you take companies like EA and Activision, generally people hate those companies because they've destroyed some of the consumers' ah, favorite yeah, franchises. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, right. Mass Effect, for instance. Mm-hmm. 
uh, the latest entry was kind of just poo-poo. It was, it was really bad. So in a world where studios are just yeah. generally rated as garbage right. uh, by the audience, uh-huh. CD Projekt Red has been a studio who has always created a very quality product right. and then supported it. So if you take a historically adored genre such as cyberpunk since its inception in the 70s and the 80s, and you create what was promised to be this incredibly in-depth open-world video game, uh, role-playing game, and then you give it to the developer CD Projekt Red, who is one of the best of the decade. All these things combine to create an incredible amount of hype. And so over the last 10 years, it it reached a fever pitch uh, up until it was supposed to release earlier this year, and it kept being delayed and delayed. So it's really like, it's sort of like Marvel Studios announcing the Infinity War movies or something. Or this would be like, you know, original Avengers level of like anticipation. Gotcha, gotcha. So it was mainly the hype was built around the success of the studio and the endearment of the studio, the people. Yeah, and also the promises or implied promises okay. that were made for this video game. This was supposed to be an incredibly immersive experience that you could sink hundreds of hours into. Right. And it was originally announced a couple of years ago for the release date and then got pushed back to this year. And then it's been pushed back about three or four different times this year, not because of COVID, but no. like you were saying, but because of uh, the fact that it just wasn't ready yet. Yeah, they needed more time, they said. And it was just <laughs> released last week. Yeah, it was last week sometime on different <laughs> platforms. So on computer and yeah. oh, next great. gen as well as last gen, which is one of the problems. Is it cross-platform? Like, can you play? It's an entirely single-player experience. Okay, so there's no online play? Not yet. Yeah. Okay. They're supposed to have a multiplayer component that comes out later. Sort of like, I think, Red Dead did that, where... Right. Their multiplayer came in later. Yeah. And this is first person shooter. Mm-hmm. So it's first person point of view and you have a weapon that you're holding for. So you can see your hands. Yeah. You don't always have a, a gun or a yeah. sword equipped though. You're right. It's a role playing game first and foremost. And then a big feature of that is the first person shooter mechanics. Right. So, you know, something like Fallout or Destiny would be comparable to what you would get in your gunplay. But most of the game is about building your character and sort of experiencing the world through that character. And there's a story that takes place over the course of maybe a 20 or 30 hour initial playthrough. That's like your main quest. And then you have the rest of the city you can explore. This version of the future in cyberpunk is like what we thought the distant future would be like in the 80s. So, oh. so it's like Blade Runner future. Right, right. The city's called Night City, and it has a lot of elements of dystopian sort of Blade Runner in Los Angeles. Technology has progressed to the point where there's a lot of retro, kitschy stuff, but it's very progressed to the point where there are there's a lot of cybernetic enhancements for most people, and some people are almost entirely metallic, and it's really strange and bizarre, and it's a fashion statement to do something like that. Anyway. And Keanu Reeves is attached to this game. Yeah, he's a big part of it. Initially, it was thought, I think, that he would be sort of a cameo. He was in promotional material because of the name brand recognition. It's Keanu. Everyone loves Keanu. He's very... Especially these days. Hot right now. Yeah, with John Wick and everything else going on. It took a decade after the last Matrix movie for him to get popular again. Yeah, and now he's adored. So Until the next Matrix movie. He is a very big part of this game. We're not going to go into spoilers, I think, but... But yeah. he's a he's a, a main character, <laughs> and they did like motion cap. So it's essentially when you're watching the videos play out, you're watching Keanu Reeves almost. It's yeah, he's a digitalized version of him, but it still looks almost exactly like him, yeah. and it obviously sounds like him. It obviously yeah, it's it's sort of a an homage to classic Keanu stuff like Johnny Mnemonic and movies like that. Mm-hmm. It's very much Keanu Reeves. I don't know if he did his own mocap, right? But he certainly delivered his own lines and. 
we all know how Keanu is a great guy, but he he's not the most well, you know, best actor. <laughs> but but he he clearly loves working with CD Projekt Red and what he did for the game. So and even today when he's promoting the game, he's very enthusiastic about it. Oh, great. But yeah, he was there. They did a lot for this game. It's kind of been a very turbulent release. So as you said, it's been delayed many times. And so the game was expected to be perfectly, completely done. And when it finally released last week, it was, to much chagrin, it was very buggy. And it had a lot of performance issues on every platform. Story of my life, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Stephen can relate. <laughs> so there was a lot of discontent and a lot of people were very upset but it wasn't just bugs and performance issues there was a lot of the world that didn't feel very fleshed out a lot of the world didn't feel as in depth as people had expected it to be hmm. so there's been a lot of because they wanted like witcher 3 standards like uh yeah that sort of they wanted that and then even more they wanted it to go as witcher 3 first person no it's a third person slasher i guess you would say because it's there's no guns <laughs> most of this game is about the storytelling and about the decisions you make throughout the game the choices you make are supposed to impact the way the story plays out, which is always the main appeal for these sorts of games to the audience because they want to, you know, they want their decisions to matter in an RPG. And for the most part, watching this game, as much as I did, it seemed like there was a lot of cool story decisions that the player can affect. But for the most part, they have options. Yeah, your stories, both through the main quests and the side missions, your decisions will affect how things play out, which characters might, how their stories, you know, turn out. So let's talk about the public reaction. Yeah. Let me start by saying, I think most people will still enjoy this game if they want to buy it. Especially as it, all the bugs continue to kind of get flushed out. Yeah. It's not very polished, but I think your average consumer, I think most definitely your average American consumer (laughs) will still enjoy playing the game despite how messy it is on release. Now, when you say polished, do you mean the graphics are not polished or the... No, the graphics are probably... As long as you're playing on up-to-date, yeah, uh, like a PC, yeah. not a console, right? unless it's next-gen, you're oh. going to have a good time because the graphics are amazing, especially if you're running it at its highest specs. You can't do that on a PlayStation 4. Don't buy it if you're using last-gen technology. PS5, if you're lucky enough to have one this soon, you could probably play it and have a good time if you're going to deal with the scalpers. But who... it's mainly PC users. Yeah. If you have you know up-to-date graphics card yeah and you're able to run it a game of this size it's very big it's very computer intensive this game a lot of people are still going to enjoy it for what it is on release and cd project red this developer has already put out a day one patch to resolve some of the issues Hmm. for performance and for bugs for instance there was a there was an epilepsy problem for certain people a lot of flashing lights in this game so they instantly fixed that initially But a lot of people, a lot of the hardcore community, like I said, were disappointed with some unmet promises as well as just the overwhelming amount of performance issues it had on release. Can you give us an example of an unmet promise? Uh, Yeah. Well, for instance, the world, like I said, it's not quite as immersive and in-depth as they had promised. So for instance- a smaller map. It's like an ocean that is very shallow. So you have an incredibly detailed and beautiful city designed by the artists uh, and the people that made the game. It's incredibly gorgeous to look at and to move through, but there's not a lot of depth there. So if you were to approach a NPC, a non-player character on the street, and want to interact with them, whereas in many other games of its caliber, you'd be able to do that. And there'd be, like a street vendor, for instance, you would be able to see their wares and make purchases with your in-game currency. You're not able to do that in this game. 
there's really no character to the NPCs. They just all sort of regard you as a bystander and say, oh, hi. And then you're, that's the extent of your interaction. So beyond the main quests and the side quests, there's really not a lot you can do in the game to mm-hmm. just kind of exist in that space, mm-hmm. uh, which you sort of could in Witcher 3 and a lot of other games. For instance, the main, I think, comparison is, in recent memory, Red Dead Redemption 2. Right. It sort of set the bar for uh, an immersive world. Mm-hmm. and That was an amazing game. Yeah, you played it. Yeah, I, so, I, you I, mean, know, I still haven't even gotten through it, but... Yeah. I just will, I like to go into that game and just live in it, you know? Yeah, you can stand sort of in the middle of the town in Red Dead Redemption 2 and just watch as things happen. Life goes on around you. Yeah. yeah. And that was promised like in Westworld, this world, sort of almost exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So imagine that for this game, but it doesn't feel alive when you're standing in the middle of a street block or a neighborhood. That's unfortunate. They, they were talking about how there's every character in this game, every NPC is supposed to have their own unique routine and sort of almost like the NPCs are experiencing the world with you. Yeah. But it seemed very shallow upon release and when people began playing the game and streaming the game last week, that just wasn't there. So a lot of the things, like I said, it feels very shallow, but I think over time what's probably going to happen is they're going to make sure not only are the technical issues resolved, but a lot of that depth that was promised there will be implemented. I think what probably happened is the studio, the shareholders were just rushing out the game because of, you know, everything is about money in our society. And I bet the developers knew that it wasn't going to be ready. And so they delayed it a few times, but eventually they probably put their foot down and said, we just want the game to be out there. So I think I have enough trust and enough faith in the developers to be able to resolve. So it had a little bit of like No Man's Sky problem kind of came out and it was like, oh. Yeah. It, it's, I wouldn't say it's quite the same Ooh. disaster. No Man's Sky was like... People still seem to be enjoying this game yeah. on top of the, it not being as flushed out as they would have liked, but it's still fun to play, right? Yeah. And if anything, the bugs will make you laugh rather than cry because, you, for instance, you'll be just driving and something like a car might explode next to you on the road. And you'll be like, oh, that's funny. So you're still going to have a good time, even though it might momentarily break your immersion and it'd be sort of a dissatisfactory encounter. (laughs) So why has there been these articles and and people reporting on people getting refunded for the purchase of this game? And is it because of their dissatisfaction or is it because they were having epileptic seizures? Well, maybe maybe for a very small percentage of people, it was a health issue. <laughs> but I think for I the most refund. part, yeah, for the most part, seizure. we've sort of addressed this in the podcast before, how we live in a culture of outrage. And right. a lot of people, it's often not only more popular, but more satisfying individually mm-hmm. to complain and to be outraged mm-hmm. rather than just, I guess, be positive about something. So right. a lot of people, and I actually witnessed one of the people I was watching play the game initially you were able to refund the game like as a digital copy if you've played under a certain amount of hours I think it was either two or four hours if you've played less than that then you can refund the game on Steam oh Uh, yeah a lot of people were just refunding the game because it wasn't what they thought that it was going to be and they were frustrated with it and there's not a lot of gameplay in the first couple hours of the game it's mostly either cinematic or scripted encounters so it makes sense that a lot of people's initial impressions of the game getting it themselves would be not good. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of people refunded the game. The same thing happened, like you said, with No Man's Sky. But over the years, that game became a masterpiece. So it's just unfortunate that we live in a time where these games are sort of rushed out. It feels like a like a an early access title in I mean, that way. I had a friend that worked in video game making and a pretty anticipated and loved video game that everyone knows and cherishes for the most part. 
And he was talking about how the video game industry makes a lot more money than the film industry does these days, which is fascinating. But it's also interesting that it takes, you know, sometimes it's it seems like two to four to five times as long to make a video game as it does to make a movie. Yeah. So I would have to imagine that, like, here's a game that spent the last eight years in development and versus you know spider-man that's gonna be cranked out in three years or two years well and also we don't really know what went on behind the scenes it almost feels like you could make an assumption that most of that time went to designing the world rather than fleshing out gameplay and stuff like that right and i'm sure this game wasn't really in development for nine years because Mm -hmm. that would be insane (laughs) for this to come out at this point like this, if that had been the case. Right. But it's true. Video games, I think, especially when you consider the popularity for the, you know, the newest generation, something like Fortnite has just dominated every market in terms of income, uh, cultural impact, things like that. You know, film really just can't compare anymore. But there, there are a lot of problems that come with that. And I think a lot of these larger studios, especially, and I know... Naughty Dog, the developer for Last of Us, as well as CD Projekt Red for this game. I think Rockstar, the same thing with Red Dead. There's a lot of crunch culture in the video game industry, and a lot of these developers are going through what you could say are very abusive work practices. And we've mm. we've had crunch culture even in our own workplace here at this company. But, right, right. But because this industry is still sort of growing and it's becoming what it is, whereas film has had you know, for more or less a century to develop, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. just thinking about something like Mank, which we watched recently, a lot of those problems existed 80 years ago, but video games is still in its infancy and there's a lot of problems that exist and things like this will happen where not only are expectations unmet, but I feel for the developers because they've crafted, honestly, an incredibly beautiful piece of media mm. in this game. And just looking at it, watching someone, you know, drive through the city, it's incredibly well-made. And it just saddens you to see that it's not finished. It's not ready yet. It could benefit so much from another, you know, six months in the tube. <laughs> yeah. But I would say it's worth it's worth the buy. Really? Yeah. As long as you have a up to date. Yeah. If you've console. built a built or bought a computer in the last three or four years, you're probably fine to play it. But if you want to really fully realize what this game can be and look like and perform as, you'll probably want to have some new hardware. So do you give it a, a Gabe thumb up or? I give it a Gabe thumb up. <laughs> if I were to give it a number score. Yeah, out of 10 or something. I, one of the streamers I was watching had a good idea where you can evaluate the game with the bugs present, you know, and all the performance issues. And it'd probably be a seven out of 10, yeah. six out of 10 Oh wow! at that. But if you can sit with it for a bit uh, and enjoy it for what it is, and yeah. then wait as those things are fixed in the upcoming weeks and months. It's probably going to be honestly a masterpiece, mm. or close to it, maybe a nine, nine point five out of ten. Because there are a lot of other issues. Even if this game were completely polished, that we could talk about, like the story, for instance, it's very tropey. I wish they had taken some more risks with the storytelling, with the narrative. But that's honestly, it was totally serviceable and enjoyable to play and to watch. Mm-hmm. So that's a lesser issue, I think, because that, that's kind of nitpicky. You know, we could talk about a film and yeah. talk about how we feel about it, but it's still going to be a good or bad film. So it gets one Gabe thumb up, and I can't give it anything because I haven't... I've, I've seen... You should check it out. Maybe I Maybe 10 minutes of it. I know you're not as in love with the genre of cyberpunk as I am, but as someone who's 
you know, Blade Runner is my favorite film of all time. Yeah, I love Blade Runner. That was then, my favorite movie of that year. That was sort of, that Blade Runner was in the first 10 years of what was cyberpunk and what that genre would become. This is very much, you know, a tribute to that era of mm. what the future could be like. Yeah. So Does Tron fit into cyberpunk? Yeah. 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 I love Tron. I love Tron. So last question, yeah. music, music, is it good in this? The music with the art are the best parts of this game. Okay. It is phenomenal. They had a, a ton of original score done, and also they worked with a lot of artists to put together a soundtrack. And both the score and the soundtrack for this game are as good as it can get for for creating an atmosphere yeah, yeah. for the story to live in. They give you the full experience in this game. Maybe a couple things that would be good to close on are this game isn't for everyone in the sense that it's very mature. There's a lot of is sex. Is it rated M for mature? Uh, I think it is, but if it were a film, it might even be NC-17 because... What? There's a lot of sex. Do you see it actual, like... You are part of the intercourse sometimes. <laughs> it, the genitals are often... The, the lower genitals are often out of frame. Aren't but, genitals only lower genitals? <laughs> well, I think you could classify... I don't think breasts are genitals. Well, then that, that's what I meant. <laughs> A lot of breasts are visible in this game. Sex uh, is big, uh, not just in the action of this game, but uh, the world is very hypersexualized in this game. Oh, okay. But also, it's very violent. So, if you're a little more sensitive, this might not be the, the video game for you. It's actually not quite as violent as The Last of Us was. Mm. But it's big. It's very sexualized. So, you have to be ready for that. So, on that note, we'll play this song from Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. You just play the theme or something. Here's the theme or something. Thank <laughs> you.